You're listening live to Right Side Radio with Phil Williams. It's hard to go wrong when you're on the right side. Right Side Radio, solid, conservative, and just plain right. Alabama syndicated news talk leader, Right Side Radio. Phil Williams here live on the Right Side Studios. Local, state, national, man, we're covering down on all the issues. And like the dude just said, solid, conservative, and just plain right. Well, it is actually a beautiful day outside today, unlike the last couple of days that we've had. And uh, Boomer's on the board. Hey, brother. Hey. How are you? I'm, it's Friday. <laughs> It is Friday. You know what? <laughs> it's time for the explosion and the applause. Boom. Hit it. Friday. All right. You made it. We had to run the camel late in the week because I had to be out on, on, on <laughs> Wednesday. So we got camel and Friday explosion and all at like a two-day time frame. That was nice. It was nice. It's good. <laughs> That's a great way to end the week. Uh, plenty of stuff on tap for you today, man. Um, we got some great guests coming in. So let me tell you, at 3 o'clock today, Chairman John Wall, who is the chairman of the Alabama Republican Party, is now also, by the way, the vice chair of the RNC, the National Republican Party. That's pretty big. Uh, anyway, Chairman John Wall, who's been on the show many times, will be back again today at 3 o'clock. So stay tuned. We'll get Chairman Wall on here and talk through some stuff with him. And then at 4 o'clock, we had to miss it because of Wednesday. So we had to miss the Camel and the Grand Council all in one day. That's bad. You can't do that. So Campbell was done yesterday. Grand Council is going to be today with Jeff Poor and Dale Jackson. So 4 o'clock, y'all stay tuned for that one. And then I got a triple dipper just filled up with some stuff. So hit it, Boomer. The Triple Dipper. Three stories you've got to know. That's right, the Triple Dipper. Three stories, three themes, if you will, that you have got to know as we run today's show. Number one, it's all the news. It's it's the news. I'm looking at the TV screens right now in the studio, looking at the, the, the computer screens to my left. Everything's about this uh, this balloon. So number one, Triple Dipper, balloon tricks. Yeah, we're going to talk about it. I got some thoughts on it. I'd like to hear your thoughts on it. But, uh, yeah, we'll spend at least the first part of the show talking about this balloon situation, which I'll just be honest with you, it's a freaky story. I mean, go figure. Uh, number one of the Triple Dipper, balloon tricks. Number two, hashtag AL politics. So, yeah, hashtag Alabama politics. Uh, if you, if you want to know what some of your politicos are saying, doing, things that are happening, who got arrested, stuff like that, we'll get to talk about it, a variety of stories that all relate to Hashtag Alabama politics. So stay tuned for that one next on the Triple Dipper. And then number three, didn't get to it yesterday. I think it's an important topic. If we can get to it today, we will. I'm calling it homework. So the Biden administration is taking a victory lap right now, saying they raised half a million jobs, never mind the fact that they killed the half a million jobs and then raised them back. Uh, but what we're looking at right now, though, is in the Biden economy, one of the key, key indicators to watch is the housing market. And the housing market is not where it was this time last year. So number three on the Triple Dipper, homework. That's what we're going to talk about. All right. Hey, um, let me move over to my comments. So the, um, I got to tell you, it, it, many moons ago, I used to work in what was called then Parkway City Mall in Huntsville. All right. So I've been around a while. So Parkway City Mall, I worked at Chick-fil-A. I worked as a delivery guy for Bishop's Flowers. And in one of the best jobs for a high school kid in the 80s, I worked at Madison Twin Theater. And there was a period of time when I was working at the theater that a young Iranian guy, he had a jewelry kiosk right outside the door of the ticket booth. And we used to talk during slow times. And 
One year at Christmas Shopping Rush, he asked me if he could pay me a few extra hours on my day off at the theater to help him with his own sales. Sure, extra money. I'm in. He was a stocky little guy, about six inches shorter than me, though. And he was always challenging me that he could, like, do more push-ups, do more pull-ups or whatever. But one day he looked at me and he goes, you're a big guy, but I can eat more than you. I said, eat more? That's a challenge? He said, we'll go to Steakhouse. We keep ordering steak till we can't eat anymore, and I will win. And I reminded him I was 17 years old and that steak eating contests were way outside my budget. But he kept pressing. And finally, I said, okay, okay, here's the deal. We go to Shoney's, and we pay one price for the salad bar. And so we did. Well, sure enough, we went to Shoney's on South Parkway in Huntsville after hours one night. And we commenced probably the stupidest challenge ever. We ate, and we ate, and we ate some more. And by the time we got to the 15th trip to the salad bar, we were both down to eating nothing but lettuce. I mean, just plates of lettuce. We didn't want any more, and we couldn't maybe stomach any more than that. So we basically had done, you know, a lowering of the standards, if you will, and we kept plodding back to the salad bar. The waitresses were like all gathered around the drink station watching us and taking bets among themselves. Somewhere around the 17th trip, we decided to call it a draw. Was it worth it? Uh, probably not. I mean, what did we really prove? And were we doing something meaningful? Short answer, no. I would say that we were pursuing something pretty half-hearted, if you will. As we got into it, we began to lack any meaning, if you want to know the truth. Challenge was accepted, and all we did was consume pounds of lettuce. And the next time he challenged me, I just said, no thanks. But here's the thing. Here's my point. Pursuits should be undertaken and pursued with excellence. Now, maybe the story about the salad bar doesn't have any real deep meaning in life, but the analogy fits. In that case, we undertook something, and then to keep it going, we just lowered our standards rather than quit. When I got out of college, my first job involved working for a treatment center with adolescents. I had a great boss. Now, keep in mind, my beautiful wife of 36 years is named Charlene. Well, my first boss was also named Charlene, and when I told my wife about it, her remark was, oh, good, now you have two bosses named Charlene. Anyway, in one of those moments that has stuck with me forever, my boss, Charlene, was going over something with the staff in our department one day, and we were talking through how some project was tough to accomplish, and she said something I've never forgotten. She said, perfection and excellence are not the same thing. Did you catch that? Perfection and excellence are not the same thing. And her point has stuck with me all of my adult years. And the crux of her statement is that we might initiate a plan at times and it may not hit the mark as planned or it might shift in its timing. In other words, it may not be perfect down to the smallest detail. But the question is, did we pursue it with excellence? Did we go at it in such a way that we left nothing on the table? Did we recognize, as the Navy SEALs say, that the only easy day is yesterday and our goal today is to give everything we've got to the mission? No half measures, no lack of effort. Perfection versus excellence. Well, it's a healthy perspective. It doesn't mean you're not detail-oriented. It doesn't mean that you're somehow satisfied with mediocrity. And certainly it doesn't mean that you're okay with losing. What it does mean is that you will pursue and pursue and pursue some more, that your goal may be a perfect result, but your standard of achievement, though, is excellence in all that you do. I mean, I wish that government officials would take that on as a mantra. There's an old saying that the only place in the world that rewards failure is government. You can have the lousiest customer service, the worst school, the longest lines at the driver's license bureau, the worst communication with your constituents, and next year you can expect to be fully funded despite a total lack of excellence. Let's take schools, for example. There's no reasonable person who expects that every student in every school will get straight A's. 
There is no one who believes that ACT scores will all max out in every senior class. That'd be unrealistic at best. It would be a demand for perfection. What we do have a right to expect, though, is excellence. A full-on effort to ensure that true teaching, honest curriculum, competitive grading, good academic counseling, and quality assurance in the facilities are all committed to with excellence in mind. Now, the same would be true of other government services. No one believes that every veteran center will have the quickest, most comprehensive service. No one believes that the VA will always get it right or that every veteran's benefit may occasionally not get lost in the shuffle. But we do have a right to demand excellence. A can-do attitude that puts the veteran first and determines to align them with every service and benefit that they've earned by serving their country. Just, you know, a pursuit of excellence at the VA. Or how about politicians themselves? Elected officials, many of whom are there for the right reasons and pursuing the agenda they were elected to pursue. We know, though, that elected officials are real people. They're real people who make mistakes. Sometimes they say things they shouldn't say. We get that. But how often, though, have we gotten the sense that some of them have settled into their role and lowered their standards, you know, like the 17th trip to the salad bar? It's no longer about doing something meaningful to some elected officials. It's just about getting the next day completed. And we know not to expect perfection in our elected government, but we have a right to expect the pursuit of excellence in governance. So perfection versus excellence, they are not the same thing. One is a goal, an aspiration, and the other, the other, excellence, is a way of life. And we should always strive to pursue our callings with excellence. And that's a wrap for the right side way. Well, there you have it. And, and she was. She was a great boss. Um, and her name was Charlene. Uh, so I had two bosses named Charlene. But, but yeah, perfection versus excellence. I actually wrote that down on a note card, stuck it over my desk. And um, uh, I think I found it again not long ago. Uh, I write down key quotes. That's one of my key quotes for life. Perfection and excellence are not the same thing. All right, folks, Phil Williams, Right Side Radio. Y'all stay tuned. We'll be right back. back. Phil Williams, Right Side Radio, solid, conservative, and just plain right. Saving the world one soundbite at a time. I'm about to go to the phones, but real quickly, I will tell you, we just got a text from James from Harvest, uh, who said just in the last few minutes that anybody heading westbound on 565 up there in the Huntsville area needs to avoid the area around Madison Boulevard to Wall Triana. Says he assumes there's a wreck somewhere because the entire westbound lane is a parking lot. That's uh, just uh, be aware if you're driving that way. Um, I got a call on the line. Is that Allie from Athens, my brother? All right, let's just take it. Allie, how are you doing today? Hey, I am doing well. And in a moment of shameless free market capitalism and self-promotion, as well as thanks to you, I want people to know that Sleep in Heavenly Peace is on the front cover of Athens Now and It's All Your Soul. Oh, uh, that's cool. Yeah, so a reminder to our audience, Sleep in Heavenly Peace is this very cool charitable organization that um, their mission in life is that kids shouldn't be sleeping on the floor 
and uh, and they literally build beds for underprivileged kids. And you'd be amazed how many kids are sleeping literally on the floor right now. That's right. Well, so what happened was, what happened was, the day that you had those guys on, and everybody cried. Someone who is a raving fan, Athens Now person, as well as a raving fan, Light Side Radio person, felt a tug on their heart from the Lord to get a hold of them and donated um, to the Gadsden chapter and then spoke to John Jackson, who is in the Hartzell chapter, and said, yep, I'm giving you money, but part of that has to go toward doing a front cover article on Athens Now, and so that's what they did. Oh, man, that is just cool. That's why we do this, is man. Is that fun? Yeah, it's very fun. Yeah. I mean, Boomer and I sit here every day just talking into our microphones and hoping that it makes a difference. And, and, uh, and yeah. when you tell me that stuff like that actually happens outside the show because of what happened on the show, that's just cool, Allie. That's just very cool. Thank you for sharing that. It is indeed. So folks can get Athens now. I mean, y'all are, um, your distribution's ongoing with this issue right now? Yeah, I'm in the process of delivering as we speak. Actually, I am pulled over and I'm being a safe driver. <laughs> um, the, the online version should be up by now. I'm pretty sure my web gal has it up, but it's the hard copy version is available in four counties, eight towns um, in northern Alabama, and 120 locations. So one way or another, you can get the read, and it's, um, I cried all over again, you know, just oh. getting the interview. It's really an amazing story. And actually, what John Jackson is hoping is that somebody in Limestone County will be interested in either doing a build or opening a chapter or both. And so that's uh, that's the intent. Is to yeah. get the word out, and uh, it's a good group. All right. Well, you go, girl. That's good stuff. Hey, thank you so much for well, sharing that go, with us. Colonel. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, sir. You have a great weekend. All right, Allie. We'll see you. Yeah, that is cool. Boom. Oh, that's just that's just very cool. That um, you remember that day when they were here. Oh yeah, that was awesome. And yeah. then just hearing the stories were heart. It was heartbreaking. It was wearing me out, man. Yeah. I mean, you know, big ranger man sitting over here going, <laughs> I can't talk right now. But go to uh, break. I just gotta go to go to break right now. <laughs> but yeah, that's uh, that's 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 just very cool. And, and so, if just to back up the story, what Allie was saying there, we had, you know, this show we try to make sure that we're bringing in the stories that surround your communities. Some some, and it's it's got to be every once in a while that it's not all about you know you know the negativity of politics or you know who got arrested or corruption or whatever else or Biden administration crap or whatever. I mean, sometimes we want to tell you for a fact about the things that leave you feeling good. And that one was an amazing story. I have some friends that are involved with this organization called Sleep and Heavenly Peace. And literally, that's their gig, man. They, they, they find out and they get tons of referrals. Once, once, the, once the word's out there, they get tons of referrals. And so they do these, these things they call builds. And they have their volunteers all show up. And they will make a bed. I mean, and they're, they're, they're good quality you know, beds made out of you know, like like solid pine and, and, you know, they put a mattress on them and they, they deliver them to the house and they install them in the kid's bedroom and they literally watch kids bouncing on the beds and getting excited because they've never had a bed before. They told stories about going to houses where the kids are sleeping on, um, you know, folded up towels and um, sleeping, uh, one kid was sleeping on an old raggedy piece of a former uh, treadmill Um and, and that was his bed. You know, you, you have kids sleeping in the den because there's nothing in the bedroom for them to sleep on, on, on the couch. And as they go in there and they change, and they, and they point out, 
when a kid gets a good night's sleep, they do better in school. When a kid gets a good night's sleep, their, their, their outlook on life can change. When they get a good night's sleep, they can also, by the way, you know, um, just feel better about themselves and avoid getting sick because they're well-rested. And so it's a whole different deal. And uh, so Sleep in Heavenly Peace was the name of the minute. And that's just very cool. I'm, I'm, just, I'm sitting here just talking away about it now. But, um, but Allie, thank you very much for that. Appreciate you. Um, hey, listen, we got ton. And by the way, I just got an update. So uh, Allison from Madison just said you can add 565 eastbound now. It's all backed up. So that's crazy. So east and westbound is what I'm hearing. 565 is a mess. So just be aware. If you're commuting or going to pick up the kids to school right now, uh, you might want to check on Waze or whatever other form of you know traffic control you you use, but it sounds like 565 is a parking lot. Um, that ain't good. That ain't good at all. Hey, Boomer, how the uh, how the downloads going on your uh, your new podcast? Oh, it's going great. Hundreds. It's hundreds. Great. Yeah. That's just what. <laughs> no. And so, man, thank y'all for listening. It's it's awesome. We're excited to put out the next episode. Uh, so yeah. So here's another one to catch everybody up on then. Yeah. So as a part of the what are we calling it now? The right side multiverse. Ooh, the right side multiverse. The right side multiverse. <laughs> Gotta we, get a sound effect for that. Yeah, just I need like my voice to <laughs> echo while I say it. Right side multiverse. Oh, that would be good. Um, but uh, but yeah, Boomer and the uh, the lovely McQueen, his wife, are doing a podcast now, which uh, you dropped four in the can already. Yes, um, sir. And it's called the Right Life. So you can find it online. They have their own logo, their own swag, and they are the newest member of the Right Side Multiverse. Multiverse. (laughs) (laughs) But man, on our podcast here, we're up to 113,000. Shut my mouth. No, don't shut my mouth. We can't do that. I'm a radio guy. (laughs) Don't Um, do that. Don't do that. Well, that's just cool. Uh, we don't take it for granted, by the way. This no. show does only exist because of y'all. We could talk. We could be like, what's, what's that line from, uh, <laughs> uh, oh, brother, where art thou? Brother, I don't want to get in your business, but there's a fella in there and pay you $20 to sing into a can. <laughs> I mean, we could sit here and sing into a can all day long. Ain't y'all listen? Ain't going to happen. That's right. So um, we appreciate this audience. All right, we're going to take it to a break, and we're going to come right back and talk about number one on the Triple Dipper, balloon tricks. Um this has got to be one of the weirdest stories since the origin of weird stories. I mean, it's just like a balloon. Yeah, a balloon. Is it offensive in some way? Well, actually, yeah, it is. Is it Chinese? Yep. And what did the Pentagon say about it? Oh, I'll tell you what they said about it today when I was watching, and I couldn't believe the words that came out of the general's mouth. So, yeah, we'll talk about it. You guys stay tuned. Number one of the Triple Dipper, Balloon Tricks. Y'all stay tuned. We will be right back. Mm-hmm. 